Man, you're getting killed out there. Tell me about it. I feel like Rocky after 15 rounds with Apollo Creed. Speaking of Rocky, did you know that Sylvester Stallone wrote the first draft of the movie in only three days? Did you know that Sylvester Stallone permanently flattened out his knuckles from punching the side of beef? What about Burgess Meredith? He had lived his line in the audition, which landed him the role of Mickey. Or that a destitute Sylvester Stallone turned down $350,000 because the studio didn't want him starring in it? Well, you can find this out and much, much more by listening to Rocky Minute, the fan podcast that covers the Rocky movies one minute at a time. You can find us on DuelingGenre.com. Now get back out there and knock this bum out. Dueling Genre Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 2 one big revelation minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. And uh, I'm Alan Strickland. Welcome back, Alan. Welcome. It's nice to be back. Uh, Did you enjoy your time on the podcast couch? Uh, sorry, it's a little little tricky overnight sometimes. No, I, you know, it was fine. I think, it, uh, I think the hardship got me in the right frame of mind to discuss this minute. Oh, perfect. Yeah, this minute is, of course, minute 72 today, which is the one that begins with Aunt May saying he wanted to drive you and ends with Peter saying he wanted to impress Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're into the the table convo um, in in this minute. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so I we, we should we should uh, as you've probably already seen by the uh, length of the episode, there's not a lot to talk about um, <laughs> with uh, with these ones, um, because it, it really it's a lot of information that we already have uh, as mm-hmm. audience members like this is this is literally it's weird that this scene works at all. Because yeah, um, it's like the, one of the number one rules of screenwriting is like, don't tell your audience things they already know, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what this is doing. Um, granted, we're getting her reaction out of it, and we're getting his reaction to telling her out of it, and so you know that's some. There's some nice acting and things happening there, yeah. but like, you know, it is. It is always the scene that when I would watch this movie, I would fast forward through this scene. Um, <laughs> and it is sad and it's long. Yeah, uh, it's sad yeah. and long. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> there's there's also I hate to say this. There's not a lot interesting going on from a craft standpoint in this scene. Mm. No, that's that, fair. Yeah, yeah. In that it's it's just shot, reverse shot, shot, reverse shot. Mm-hmm. One minute you're watching Aunt May listen to Peter. One minute you're watching Peter talk to Aunt May. Aunt May's not really yep. doing anything but making slightly surprised faces. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. which so, even then it's more of a huh face than anything. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
again, it's weird that like it, it has, I guess, all of these like factors working against it, and yet it still lands in the end later in the week, um, which right. kind of kind of blows my mind. I mean, it's this is the least interesting segment i think and still the one that like holds it together to a certain degree because like this co- type of conversation had to happen eventually and there did it a lot because of ways- it why yeah uh, because it, it has never happened in the comics like it yeah, hasn't was, ever happened in the comics no like and if it, if it has it's been okay. forgotten many times or whatever yeah but like yeah it's not something that was like it's certainly nothing that because here's the thing in the comics okay uh, peter would have never told aunt Mae for fear of her dying of like whatever you know like yeah. dying of shock. Yeah, seriously i can't yeah. tell oh, aunt no. May this she would die right <laughs> that's, yeah that's said like this a would... million times <laughs> and it makes more sense in terms of like this would make her die than the like oh i can't tell her i'm spider-man because they're not totally the same thing uh and and this is a lot harsher on her like oh i'm spider-man whatever oh she'll die from the shock but no i could have saved uncle ben and i didn't Mm -hmm. that's that's way worse well actually Um, we're not even there yet we haven't so so don't don't sorry 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 yeah don't don't burn all of our fuel yet Okay, okay, okay. We, we okay. know where we're going. I, yeah, we no, going. I know, but we'll have nothing to talk about tomorrow when he actually <laughs> okay. does that. Um, all right, all right. So yeah. today today is... Uh, well, okay, the big thing with today that I think yes. is interesting um, okay. is that he is gearing up to make this big confession yeah. uh, to, to his Aunt May. And, mm. <laughs> and he's, he's fine with what he's going to admit to her. But what yeah. he's not willing to admit to her, he's like, is that I was at a wrestling match. <laughs> he was like, no, I was someplace else, someplace I for could money, make some money. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not willing yeah. to uh, admit what I was doing. Somewhere I was wearing tights. Yeah, call myself the human spider. Um, okay, so let in the actual minute that we have here at the top we have her her line about tea right so she's she's making them tea and we sit down to have our intense moment and the phrase that she uses is we'd all three of us be having tea together which i'm not saying this is a particularly strongly written section of the film but i do like that image a lot in terms of putting the screws on peter um Mm -hmm. that it's not just it's it's almost like in this scene, rather than we do anything visually interesting, we allude to other images so that you have them in your mind and make the scene more interesting. Mm. Like them sitting down here, alone the two, and then she says, "Then she says, well, we'd all three be of us having tea together if something else." I, except that you know, I <laughs> I come from I, I I come to this show having done three seasons of Back to the Future Minute, and <laughs> if. Uncle Ben hadn't died, they'd have no reason to be together, and so they would not be sharing tea right now. <laughs> because they would not have just gone to his grave for the anniversary of his death. <laughs> yeah, We're just going to go walk to the right cemetery now. for a yeah. little bit, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like on this random uh Marchtober evening, uh it, Peter's what? Better get your cemetery hair ready. Yeah. yeah, like what it would yeah, Ben and Ben and May would be like, I don't know, whittling or something in the whittling. Tinkers. Painting yeah. the kitchen Ben's again. As folksy as you think Painting he the is, kitchen. Zach. 
I don't know. Ben's pretty folksy. I, regardless, like they'd be doing some other like married couple activity and like maybe calling Peter and checking in on him. But I don't know if he'd be. Hold on. Some... Hold on. <laughs> the suggestion that just happened was that you think that whittling is a married couple activity. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like she could be doing. I don't know. Couple whittling couples only. No. There's like one instance in the history of like all of my media consumption in which I read a thing about like a couple whittling and it's in some <laughs> weird book that I had to read in middle school. Awesome. Yeah. I just meant like he could be whittling while she was doing something. I don't know. Maybe she's doing needlepoint. I don't know. What do they do in the first movie? He's like tinkering around with wires and she's knitting. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I think that's because so. he would... was like a computer repair guy or, or an electrician or something. Yeah. Electrician. Yeah. Electrician, but. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe electricians whittle. I just like whittling. Whatever. I assume everybody whittles. Also, uh, and this is this is. Kind I was whittling of a, yesterday. Okay. So. This is kind of a Spider-Man one thing, but yeah, like the idea of an electrician suddenly not being able to find work in like the most oh, wired city yeah. in the world. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't know. You only knew how to wire power plants, I guess. Um, I got laid off I, from my electrician job, a job that many people are self-employed in. <laughs> yeah his electrician boss fired him um sorry i i it's fine this is we need something to talk about in this minute. um i just i feel like they would have some sort of activity and they wouldn't probably even see peter that often right unless they forced him to right right i mean i'm like sure on he what would, occasions would they I, see him? i'm sure he would you know come home for like maybe like a weekly dinner or something like that but Hmm. But, hmm. you know, I I mean, he'd probably have to just to, like, afford to live in New York. Um, <laughs> but uh, but then again, then again, uh, if Uncle Ben hadn't died, he would be, like, rich and famous uh, as Spider-Man. Um, oh, yeah. So true. he yeah. wouldn't be a crime fighter. He would be, uh, he'd be a professional wrestler. <laughs> yeah, professional. Yeah, celebrity wrestler. Professional wrestler. Of course, he can't. Dave it Batista at this because point because right. we've established yes. that he he's embarrassed of his wrestling. So uh, how what would, would he, he do still with all have like a double identity with the wrestling? Like he was the masked wrestler that nobody. <laughs> I can't tell Aunt May about my wrestling. She'll die of shock. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell. Him. I can't tell Uncle Ben that wrestling isn't real. He'd die of shock. <laughs> <laughs> Peter. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. Um, I, brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> um, it, <laughs> this minute, you guys. Um, so there's there's a little moment, right? So uh, she, she's very firm in her self-blame. And she gives a little bit of context to it. This idea that, like, you wanted to take the subway. He wanted to drive you. And, you know, if I'd have convinced him otherwise, you know, it might not or whatever, which is like such spurious logic on her pl- her part. But it's like how she's come to process this. Like, mm-hmm. if you can feel like there's some ownership of it, it doesn't just seem like a senseless act of violence. So you can put blame on yourself and you might feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, when she says that, she's so firm in that self-blame that like Peter feels like he has to say something. It's maybe not the best justification for this type of scene to happen, but it's enough in the moment where I kind of buy it. There's a li- like a little beat where he he doesn't quite say it, and then she drinks her tea some more, and he has to like 
steal himself up for. And what I kind of love about this is that Peter somehow thinks this is going to make her feel better when the only person that's <sighs> served by this admission is Peter. Like, let's, let's right. be real here. Yeah. It's a very yeah. selfish gesture. Mm-hmm. And so it's... I don't have to live with this secret anymore. I'm going to make you feel worse by thinking your nephew killed your husband. Well, I think it starts off in a, in a noble enough place. I just think that he starts to get carried away um, in the yeah. next minute. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think here, like him sort of confessing that, you know, no, I, I, I didn't go to the library. I went to this other thing. And because I went to this other thing, that caused him to die. Because, I mean, he could have said anything. You know, he could have said, yeah. because it took me too long to come outside. Because I wasn't really mm-hmm. at the library when I said I was. It was somewhere else. So, you know, he was in the wrong place and then got attacked. You know, he could have said a bajillion things. Um, right. But right. I think that as we'll see in tomorrow's minute, the confession gets deeper and deeper. And I think there are other reasons for that. I think right now yeah. it's at least starting in a noble enough place. Yeah. Yeah. And, I... Until the justification starts. Mm-hmm. Sure. Until the justification starts. Yeah. But for now it's like, it's a, maybe a slightly simplistic version of morality that he's operating on, but he feels like the, his dutiful thing to do is to tell her that it's not your fault. It's mine. If he knows it's his fault. Right. So, right. I mean, that, that, that tracks with Peter. Um, I think that's all I've got for the minute itself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, <laughs> it, it's, Alan, it's a very sparse minute. Yeah. Yeah. A- Alan, um, I, you know, we'll, we'll ask you about these uh, movies in particular, your relationship with these films in particular um, in another minute. Right now, just tell us, like, do you remember, like, your first interaction with the character of Spider-Man? Like, what your background with the character is? Okay, so I'm thinking back, and it's one of two things, and uh, there are fascinating two things to be uh, (laughs) referencing here. Uh, The first, I'm pretty sure, is that kind of okay, but kind of bad 90s cartoon. Mm. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think that may have been like the first time I really got into Spider-Man, where I'm like, okay, that's Dr. Octopus. That's Mm -hmm. the scorpion. That that level of understanding came from. Sure. Uh, Mm Sure. And, you know, I thought it was really good back then, and then I went back to watch it uh, later as an adult, I think in the ramp-up to Homecoming, because I was just trying to consume all the Spider-Man material I could. And um, that animation kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very, (laughs) very cheaply made. Yeah. I think that was my first media exposure. And then Mm -hmm. my next exposure was a comic book. I say a comic book because it was like one of two comic books I had as a child. Um, mm-hmm. One being, and I'm going to go with the other one first because I thought this is, I find this humorous as well. My first comic being one of the uh, PSA comics that Marvel did. Uh, this one being a <laughs> Captain America comic about the dangers of asthma and allergies. And, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> where he fights the allergen. I'm oh, not perfect. Kidding. Boy. <laughs> no, or was it the asthma monster? It was the asthma monster or the allergen. I can't remember. Uh, uh-huh. Either way, it was a really doofy comic. But then mm-hmm. uh, my first actual, like, legitimate, this is part of a story arc, this is an actual can- canonical Marvel comic, was mm-hmm. the death of Peter Parker issue of the Clone Saga. I that's not no what other, you want. That's not what I you want. I had no other issues of the Clone Saga. <laughs> so color me confused because uh, Pete, 
Peter, Peter, who's actually Ben Riley, is a dying uh-huh. in the hospital. And Ben Riley, uh-huh. who's actually Peter Parker, thinks he's Ben Riley and has yeah. uh, seeded all of Peter's life, all of his life, to Ben Riley because I'm a clone. That's got to right. be it. Um, yeah. And so he's become Spider-Man, except it's the same guy that's always been Spider-Man. And he fights uh-huh. the Hammerhead, who's now created some kind of body armor, and he fights him in a web tunnel. And then the comic mm. ends with Peter dying, but it's actually Ben Riley dying, and Mary Jane's crying like crazy. And it was just, you know, a real bummer and very confusing. <laughs> I mean, it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> so did this, like, endear you to the character early on? Like... Were you like, oh, now I'm into Spider-Man because of that jumping off point? No, I would say (laughs) that was not the thing. I think I was lucky that I had the Spider-Man cartoon and then the movies came along later because Mm -hmm. if that had been my exposure to Spider-Man and superheroes in general, I would have gone, well, this kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. fair yeah <laughs> yeah they, i mean the clone saga is like the perfect example of like when people say that uh superhero comics are basically soap operas and mm-hmm. and then you'll have like all all of these all of these you know comic bros being like no they're not and then you just look <laughs> look at the look at the clone saga are you like, it's literally it's literally a soap like a daytime soap opera storyline i mean but here's the best part about this uh-huh. I was like seven at the time and had set like at 10 at most had no access to the internet. So for about a solid, I would say four to five years, I just assumed Peter Parker died in the nineties and there was no more Peter Parker <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't know how comics worked. Right. Sure. And then when I got older, I saw they were making stuff with Peter Parker. And again, I was like, no, he died. Peter Parker <laughs> died. I was like, I'm not stupid. I know he died. And then I looked it up. I was like, huh? <laughs> because the Wikipedia, the Clone Saga, does not make it make any more sense. No, no. I mean, it's impossible to describe, I think. You know? Yeah. I am glad that the cartoon was there to get you at least back into the swing of things at, at this point. Well, um, I'm, like, it's, Spidey's a character you like now, though, right? Like, well, I, I like the cartoon. I did like the cartoon, and I was excited about the movies yeah. uh-huh. when they came out. I was just, like, deeply confused about what Spider-Man comics were because I read exactly one of them. Yeah. And nice. It was the, a The wrongest confused. choice of a yeah. single Spider-Man comic. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The wrongest it ends with choice. Peter Parker flatlining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Uh. All right. Well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I think I think this podcast is flatlining. So uh, <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with uh, minute seventy three. In the meantime, have you checked out our T Public store? DuelingGenre.com hey. slash merch is uh, where you go and you can buy all of our uh, podcast merchandise there, but you can also just sort of bookmark that page and uh, use it as your link to T public. And we'll get a, we'll get a cut of anything that you buy through T public. Um, yeah. Won't cost you anything, but we'll get a little cut 
off of uh, off of uh, T Public's profits, and that helps us. Um, you know, helps us buy, keep keep uh, you know our URLs uh, purchased and and mm-hmm. up to date and all of that stuff. So um, it's all uh, it's all helpful. So if that's if you're planning on making a T Public purchase anytime soon, whether it's our stuff or anything that they've got over there, go to duelinggenre.com/merch and uh, buy buy some stuff at T Public. And we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 73. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.